Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Callers Q and Leanie do a phone-in interview with us while they're sheltering for a hurricane and share some super sexy stories, including how she sucked the soul out of several gentlemen on their first trip to a club. And we're back at the sex apartment. Today we are alone in the apartment, but on the phone we have two of our favorite callers, Q and Lini, are on the line. Welcome, welcome, guys. Hi, Janessa. Hello. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having us. We absolutely loved your calls. Absolutely loved your calls. And decided that if we're going to start calling callers back, you guys have to be the first. So we're going to roll with this and see if we can do an episode over the phone because we really haven't had to try this yet. And we're the first, you're saying? You guys yes. are the first. Oh, oh. Nice to know. We are first. <laughs> I am totally so. Yes. Popping the cool. sex apartment phone call, Cherry? Maybe something like that. Maybe yes. like that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Look, I'm so excited. I'm trying to sit down. I stood up twice. <laughs> so let's get started with how you guys discovered the lifestyle. I grew up in the lifestyle, so I knew of it. We're going to need a lot more info on I grew up oh. in the lifestyle because I have not heard. We've we've this talked to first, yeah. quite a few couples and no one has said I grew up in the lifestyle. So now I'm really intrigued. Yeah. Yeah, so I grew I grew up in it. Being very young, used to like be babysat during when they'd have life parties. Our family, our friends, or their friends would be all together, and we'd be like looking out the window and seeing it. Then we started babysitting their children while they threw their house parties. So we always knew about it. So then me and my girlfriend also kind of ventured in the lifestyle because it was just very normal to us. What were you guys doing? Essentially having orgies, really. We would. Um, That's a shit ton more than experimenting. I'm liking this. Oh, <laughs> There'd be like four of us every Friday night. We'd be like, we'd get together and go to somebody's house. We're having so-and-so over and ask them to bring their friends. And we would essentially like have oral sex with all of them or they'd switch. And, you know, I I think back then everybody thought we were very strange for it. (laughs) Talking about it, I'm like, wow, that sounds really bad. But it was really fun for us. Like we liked it. We didn't have any jealousy. It was very common to have sex next to my best friend. Very casual to like hold her hand as it happened. Like that's just what we did and hear stories of it from each other or we would have orgies. <laughs> what was your reaction when you found out your parents were in a lifestyle? It didn't really faze me at all. I think because you're raised around it, it's just very natural. Like it's actually more disappointing or more harder for me to understand that people aren't in it. Actually, like when I have girlfriends now, be very careful what you say or you know what you talk about when i get close to them i'll kind of like throw out a little few details and be like no never i'm like why not like how do you not think that that's great i don't (laughs) how did they not grow up the same way i did right right and then i got with q (laughs) so now did you introduce q to the lifestyle i did 
And what was your reaction when you first heard about the lifestyle? I thought it was a trick. It was a trick. <laughs> trick. It's not real. I'm trying to get me. I don't know what I did wrong. This is a cop out of the relationship. Of course I don't want to fuck somebody else. That's fucked up. Why would you think that? <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to put me on that spot. And she started it by accident. She said, do you want to add a female to it? I wouldn't mind seeing you, me and you having a female. And I was like, what? No, that's a lot. You put yourself in it? Nah. So when we joined the lifestyle, we were driving an hour to two hours for parties every week. That kind of started us on our venture of how we are today with it. We were loving going to like, we actually went to Canada more often than the States parties for a long time. So what was it specifically that was better about the Canada parties than you found here in the States? More freedom. It was more like witness our first glory (laughs) home. You laughing. See, I knew she was going to laugh. She always laughs about this. And it's not funny because I didn't know. So we first seen our first glory hole. I didn't know what side you're supposed to be on. on the other side. And the guy was like, if you want to be over there, you can. I was like, well, I didn't know the opposite side to it. And I sat down and got comfortable. Everything was comfortable in there. I was like, oh, yeah. It was like, you're on the wrong side. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Poke me in the eye, damn it. I had one of my best experiences there, and it was so sensual and sexy that it put the bar so high. It was a lot of bodies, like a whole bunch of bodies, but the idea of so many people being around. So we walked around for a little while, we sat there for a little while, you know, we did the warrior thing, and it was cool. It was a little room in the back, and it was like two people in there, just two. So I laid on the bed, and I started going down on her. And in the process of going down on her and her getting in the mood, she gets to this point she gets what's going on around her. So I was like, all right, you ready? She's like, yeah, slide in. We have a sex. Literally, she had her eyes, must have had her eyes closed for a good 20 minutes. So she looked up. We had a crowd around us. Mm-hmm. Even this guy was trying to set his wife right next to us for that reason. I think it made her very turned on because we had such many people around us. I asked her husband. I was like, does your girl like girls? And he's like, what? And I was like, well, never mind. I'm going to ask her. So I went right to her. She was this sexy, 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 tall, blonde-haired girl. And she's sitting there. And I was like, like, do you like girls? And she's like, yeah. I've never been with one. I'm like, well, I'm going to eat your pussy. And I got on my knees and ate her pussy in front of her. She came and she ripped out my nose ring. Oh, no. Um, ouch. I didn't notice it at the time. Her her vagina was, like, all pierced out. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like, not only do I get a hot girl, but now I get piercings, too. And I get a crowd. And my man is watching me do this. It's all hot. Like, the whole thing it was hot. hot. Yeah, that yeah. Was super hot. And don't, it's okay. I know where it came out, but it was not Okay, good. Okay. All right. I was picturing, I was picturing something much worse in my head. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, just pulled it out. Like, just just pulled out my throat. Okay. Okay. Like, my ring was attached to her ring, just in different parts. Okay. (laughs) After that, so another Mm -hmm. one baby was sitting in another chair, but crying back, and my honey went over to her and said something. I don't know what she said. But next thing you know, she continues to go down on this young lady. Yeah. And she's enjoying enjoying it so i went to the one the first kiss i was like oh well if you're still sitting here you must want to join you know so i went up to her and i was like you're next and she's like oh am i and i was like yeah you're next so i went down on her as well and her husband really 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 liked it and 
that's why he got up and fingered me as I did that. Then I ended up going down on him as well and sucking his dick. Meanwhile, I was getting something to drink. That's why I was going to get Right, right. So I went down on his wife. And, you know, she came and then he was like really, really excited about it. So he's like, oh, it's your turn. And I had never let anybody do anything to me. So I was like, uh. Now, when you say never, you mean even back in your, uh, your previous days? Yeah, no, I just do it to them. Like, I just go for them. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay, well, this isn't really going to work out well for me because I, I don't go this way. I don't switch. I sat in the chair and I let him go down on me and it actually really felt really good. And as it started to feel really good. I, because I'm a toucher, her husband, the first girl's husband was like running around, you know, like the opportunist and he's touching everybody and he puts his dick in my mouth as the other guy was going down on me. And it was a lot of touching and a lot of feeling going on. And I had to have like some sort of stability. So I needed to grab somebody else and there was no girl to hold my hand. So I had to reach for the person next to me and it happened to be a guy. So I helped him thumb the entire time. And held it the whole entire time. Give me an orgasm for my first time ever in a finger party. So after he got me off, I was like discombobulated from it unexpectedly. And I was like, oh, it's your turn. So I aggressively pushed Mr. W down into the chair and I started to suck his dick as revenge, essentially. (laughs) And he stopped me and was like, oh, we got to give me a minute. And one of their other friends came over. And he was like, oh, well, I'm next. So then he took out his dick, and I ended up sucking his dick as well and got him off. And Q was getting our drink, and he thought he had time, but we worked very fast, I guess. So all of a sudden, the other guy went and found Q and was like, your girl sucked the soul out of me and screamed it at the party. And I looked around, and I had a circle full of guys just waiting their turn. I thought I had time. (laughs) <laughs> I was just getting a drink. I didn't know. Yes, yes. Mm. I didn't think I missed a lot, but apparently I missed a lot because I was coming back to the drink. So he's like, yo, nobody saw the soul out of me. I was like, good, that's great. Right. Walked in and another guy stopped me and was like, no, you got, he's the best, man. She's, yeah. I can't. So, and his wife yeah. is like, like yeah, yeah one. really good. Yeah, you got a good right. one. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to, she's standing in the middle of this crowd with her arms like over her breast. She's like, he left me. Oh, yeah. like, no, I did. It's a little while. Like, here's a drink. I got the drink. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Blonde hair girl, she came over to me and she was like, well, well, what are you working with? You standing here. You still got clothes on. What are you working with? And I was like, uh, you want to see it? She's like, yeah, pull it out. Take it out. So I took it out and she was like, oh, it's about to go down. I don't know at this point because she had the head movement and the hands, and it was like aggressively about to go down. I was like, oh, no. She said it was about to go down. She went down to suck his dick, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, well, we're going to share. So we're going to do like little joystick movement, and I suck, you suck, I suck, you suck, I suck. <laughs> like, yeah. All that. And, and her husband then came over, and he was joining it as well, and put his, his thumb in my butt. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, it's going to happen right here, I guess. Like, sure. <laughs> she whispered to me yeah. while she was set up. And I was like, I think it might be there, too. I can't see. <laughs> it's amazing how you, like, you, just, uh, you lose all inhibitions when things are going down. <laughs> Everything's accessible. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. I, I, I love it. 
<laughs> you guys know not every party you get that or not every party you get no definitely oh, yeah. not time. different vibe every and, time yeah right right so you get around people that are like wanting that kind of wildness and they're not closed in and um that's when you'll you'll get that kind of movement a lot more but yeah. all that in your and that was your first experience getting back into the lifestyle yeah that was the mm-hmm. first party wow mm-hmm. and that's how yeah. it, Great. It's like welcome to the life, Q. Welcome to the life. Because right? <laughs> then that's like how you think that your parties are going to be, and then we went to multiple parties after, and we're like, nobody's doing it. Where are they having sex at? Like, why are they closing their room? I don't understand. We have all this pay area. <laughs> He's absolutely right. I'm gonna make my own scene. Like mm-hmm. I got some music. I ain't gonna lie. You can pattern it. You make scenes. And I love the scenes you make, so I wanted to make my own scene. I wanted my own little mm-hmm. show that I put together, and I still haven't been able to do it because I don't want to talk while they're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to interrupt somebody's good time, so I don't mm-hmm. want to talk doing it. But a lot of scenarios we have been in, I had the opportunity and I let it go because I was like, no, it's been in the mess of everybody's fun, you know. Like now, yeah. there so is a guy that we know fun. who his wife is the only one that plays, and he doesn't play. But he will sit there and he will say, okay, guys, now you move here and you do this and you do this. And it's, he is clearly directing everything and it's everything he wants to see. So, and the people we've talked to that have been in the room with them say, this is amazing. It's perfect. I don't have to think about anything. I just do what he says and we're off to the race. Some of the things that we've had, like the one orgy we had, it's always amazing what one person sees and the other person has missed. And we like hearing, we like our debriefing on that level of being like oh did you see this happen did you see so-and-so with this person and the other person maybe maybe didn't catch it so like with our last orgy that we just had um it was like no did you look up and see the mirror and everybody moving around and he was like no i was i was with with jay the whole time she took up my whole time like yeah i totally missed that whole great picture of like eight people on the bed together (laughs) missed it Mm because i was involved and I'm but Jay, she takes. But Jay, she does take quite a. She's she's a, a force to be reckoned with. So I don't think it's yeah, better. Needing to spend a lot of time with her. She is. She's got a great body too. So. Yeah. So said, now this first party. Uh-huh. Was it all oral or did it go beyond that? No, it was all no. oral. All oral. Okay. Yeah. Greatest trip, especially for me, because I was like, that was hot. I yeah. actually been hot for someone else to be the one. <laughs> I say me, but we don't know what's her, but still, I want some props for it, too. <laughs> you get the props, yeah. You were doing something that drew the crowd, and it worked. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. Correct. <laughs> Ever since then, um, our journey or the life has been, we haven't had a lot of down moments. It's like a great no. feeling to be around like-minded people. What have you found to be kind of your favorite thing? We venture two different things. I like big parties. Like the, you know, hundreds of people. I like that kind of feeling. And Q likes the smaller 50 people party. Okay. Yes, because when there's so many people, they're just, they not talking. They can't mm-hmm. talk. They're trying to move around. When mm-hmm. it's a smaller party, you, you can get a little conversation in there. So it's not right. bad to ask somebody, what are your rules? Or what do you right. like to do? Or do you mind if I put my mm-hmm. hand on your thigh? Or, you know, things right. like that. Mm-hmm. The bigger parties, they're moving. They're looking for what they want. You don't get a chance to really talk. So you just got to be focused on what you want yeah. to move that way. I don't need to talk, so it doesn't bother <laughs> me. We listen to some of the parties that the guests will talk about, and be like, that's next. We're going to go there. We're going to try that one. <laughs> yeah. You got a label now, and I didn't know that was a, a okay. label, but 
I like mm-hmm. it. I don't mind it. They call us fake hoes because we yeah. jump state to state to go to parties. Oh. And they like, okay. so I was like, why is it yeah. fake hoes? Well, well, you here in Florida, but you would drive all the way to Texas and go to a party in Texas. <laughs> like, yeah. Then you go into like South Carolina, then you go to Atlanta to go to parties. Mm-hmm. Why not just stay local? I'm like, but it's so many different parties to go to. Why limit yourself to one right. or two? We if you can make it there. Right, you know, right. we we also don't like running in the same clique like over and over and over again. Like we like we have a certain spot that we go to, but those are friends, friends with benefits. But don't want to go to the same place every week. You want to go venture out and see what Fort Lauderdale parties look like compared to Jersey parties, and they look totally different. And it's amazing to see. Same thing with like Pennsylvania, West Virginia. That that was our first party actually was in Pennsylvania. What festivals look like compared to house parties and. It's just a lot of fun. And I meet so many different people on our ventures, and sometimes they mm-hmm. want to reach out and, like, get to know us, and sometimes they don't get yeah. to know us this is for the night. And I respect it, but mm-hmm. I do majority of the talking. You guys yeah. bring yeah. up rules. Yeah. What are your rules? I think, like, um, typical everybody, and whether they want to talk mm-hmm. about it or not, it starts off, like, with a whole bunch of rules. And yeah. then slowly being, like, I don't need any of that. So we did the whole, like, no kissing, no touching, no names, no friends, no Facebook, no, all that, like, honestly. And then every single one of them, you know, I will very bluntly say it, I broke every single rule all the time. <laughs> so I was like, this is horrible. Like, that's the dirty part of the life of being like, no, I made this rule of that you can't get to know, you can't be friends, you can't um, have them on your Facebook. I don't want their phone numbers. And then being like, no. So-and-so wants my number, so I gave him yours. And he's like, why did you give him my number? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I just had sex with him. What do you want me to do? Like, he's asking me for a number. Like, what am I That's supposed to say? Bad. No, we don't do numbers. Like, and then all of a sudden, one day, I'm, I'm sitting on the couch having another moment, being like, can we just let go of all of that and just stick to one rule, and that rule being condoms, please? Like, that makes it so much easier for me. If you need to get to know, please go get to know. If I don't want to, I don't want to. And if you want to kiss every single woman, great. And I want to be able to look at everybody I'm with and, like, don't touch me. I'm just going to do it to you. All that makes more sense. So we found a couple. We went out on a date, like, real quick. And, you know, they told me that the woman was bi. And I was like, great, because I am. The guy was, like, setting up. He's like, no, I want to see my wife with your wife. And, yes, they end up driving two hours in a blizzard in -hmm. Pennsylvania to come back to a house that we were renting while I was working. They're like, if you're waiting for us, we're never going to jump it off. You're going to have to start She said, it. nothing's going to happen. Me or her mm-hmm. will not move until you make the move. Okay, oh, at least they knew that, right? Yeah, that's good. They owned yeah, it, so that was good. That was great. That was great. I was like, great. really, yes, yeah, really wanted to pop them. Like, can everybody be like that couple? That's great. That was great that they said that. And so that Q was able to paint a scene. And he was like, I want to see you, you know, go down on my wife. And I want you to eat her pussy. And I'm going to eat your wife's pussy. And during it, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is a little different. It was still a good experience overall. Mm-hmm. You know, it was mm-hmm. still a good time. And they was really nice and very sweet. And, you know, invite yeah. and it gave us our reset. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you mean by a whole reset? Reset yeah. you're like your life is mundane, and then when you add some labor to it, which is another couple, it increases it your yeah, it increases your sex life, which is yeah. another. Sometimes we have the best sex afterwards after party. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. The reconnected yep. part. The reconnected mm-hmm. part is the best right. part for us. I think it's, it's amazing to like do something like so extreme and so abnormal, quote unquote. And have, you know, your one there with you or know about it mm-hmm. and be completely turned on or okay with it. And then, like, I was just the nastiest little slut ever. And Q still wants to just 
have sex with me and love me up afterwards. I, I think that's Amen. And vice versa. Yes. Yeah, so I like, love so I, yeah. I send Q to parties by himself so that way he can have like the single females by himself and everything. And, you know, he'll tell me the stories and he's like, okay, now I, I need to get off with you. And I'm like, yes, I won. <laughs> I, got to, <laughs> I got to sleep and like have the bed to myself and be like cozy in there and I get the good dick afterwards. <laughs> it's a win-win. Like, why do you guys do the lifestyle every day you're out in the world and you have a certain face you have to show everybody and you have responsibilities and you have you know demands whether it's your family jobs all these things and that there's always something else that you haven't seen haven't experienced haven't talked to i personally do the lifestyle because i'm with somebody who also wants to see and do these things i don't have to ever play with another person but just going to these places and seeing these amazing toys set up now i was able to act this way be this way and then on monday morning i'm back at my job and nobody knows that to me is very exhilarating that's a good one that is good good job job. what about you q thank you i like it for different experiences and I like the connections you have. You can't make these connections. I think you should get the truth out of somebody when they're naked. I think when you're naked, you reveal more of yourself mm-hmm. to people. So you talk clearer. You, you're you more freer. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, mm-hmm. you're not confined to your day-to-day life. You understand when you leave this place, you mm-hmm. go back to your regular day life. You only right. have this night or you have this experience or you have this time. Don't take it for granted. Utilize it for what it is. And I love the mm-hmm. fact that we both have the same mindset with it. And we're well connected. So we don't let the world into what we do, everybody, but we wish we could. But the yeah. people that we do run into, perfect. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't make this up, up to anybody, the things we do and the people we get to meet. We've met famous people, honestly. Besides you guys, we've met some famous people. From <laughs> You're not famous. Yeah. <laughs> no, you are. Yeah, you are, you are famous. Yes. <laughs> Two of y'all are so great. Y'all like, y'all are the unicorns of the life. Oh, <laughs> stop <laughs> it. Not really. As one, as, as a, a team as a duel, y'all work it. Y'all work it mm-hmm. very well. And every time I yeah. listen to the podcast, it's like that's how I got hooked. I got hooked up on stories. I got hooked up on vibes. Mm-hmm. I got hooked on a, a lot of stuff that y'all say. I started to apply. And even when y'all have people on there, it makes me feel good. It gets me excited. Just the voice and the stories, and even when y'all bantering together, I feel good. It's a good. <laughs> feeling like a really good feeling i can't explain it well i will say i this entire time i have had a smile on my face because of you q i swear you are just making me laugh and i my cheeks are actually hurting right now from all the smiling you guys are just fantastic and i love your energy thank you i hope it comes out it does it comes across I have goals to have a sex apartment too. <laughs> yeah, we try to we try to mimic it with a sex room, but it's not as yeah. Tell us about your sex room because we had a sex room and then we moved and I lost my sex room and we're getting ready uh-huh. to do an addition where I'm gonna put my sex room back now. So yeah. tell I us about yours. We're slowly building it up. Yeah. Every state we go to, we normally pick up a toy or two to bring back to the sex room. <laughs> to then use, you know what I mean? So we have two beds. We have the we have a queen, a king bed, and then we have the uh, twin or whatever, and we have right, waterproof right. sheets on it. We have a glory hole in our sex room, and the how bathroom, fucking big is this room? It's, it's, it's big. The size it's really of the big. liberal. Of the liberal, it's the whole size of the liberal, and it has a yeah. little doorway with a futon in this room, and you can close yeah. the little doorway. And you can look at the sun 
while you're having sex under the moon or yeah. in the mm. daytime. We got a so, TV with porn playing on it. And, all the time. Um, you know, so that's <laughs> normally where we'll take our friends. So now we're like, you want to see our room? And, you know, we have a room upstairs. You guys want to go see it? And they're like, yeah. And we'll take them up there and there'll be, you know, strap-ons and dildos and butt plugs and <laughs> lube and condoms everywhere. I have outfits for everybody. Uh, we have a sex machine um, that I got for my birthday this year. That's what you got me. And it's like one of those. Yeah, thank you. I have videos. I have videos of Jay and me using it the night of our threesome. Like we now, what is the sex machine? It. It's a it's a robotic machine that you put a dildo on it, okay. and um, one of the one of the dildos actually pulsates. Like Q thought I was crazy. I was like, no, it's moving. Like it's not just moving in and out. It's like pulsing too. You can angle it at like I could stand up and it can hit me from you know as I just completely stand up or we've done DP with the with the sex machine um, because yeah yeah because <laughs> like you can literally move it any way that you want and we have all of our bondage up there we have the rope we have handcuffs you know everything I, like we've literally collected stuff throughout the years Netflix got me into rope tying oh. yeah Yes, you did. Yeah. Hot episode of Rope Tired. I was like, I want to mm-hmm. do that to somebody. Mm-hmm. I need to learn. <laughs> so I was about to say, we got classes in Florida downtown. Yeah. Yes, I looked them up. There's like a dominatrix over in Tampa. You can go pay her and she'll teach you everything. And she's like, I'm just going to use it. Has he, tied, has he tied you up yet? <laughs> uh, yes, he has. What do you he think? He has a whole other Mr. Pers- I love it. Yeah. I love it. He calls it Mr. Five. Okay. So he'll tie me up and he takes charge and I love that shit. That's great to me. All right. Me too. I don't do it often, but any now and again, you know. So Mr. Five came about because she's like, wow, what's for me to call you? I was like, I don't know. I looked at my hair. I had five fingers. I was like, call Mr. Five. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that works. I will continue to name Mr. Five because yeah, so it's not a common thank name. Thank you. That's thank awesome. You for opening that yeah. door for me. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Fucking Five. What a great name. I love that it's just off the rip. Like, I just look down, I have five fingers, and I'm like, oh, all right, there it is. That's him. That's that's the energy he brings. <laughs> yes, I want Q to be our hype man. Maybe if we ever do a new have intro. I him in the apartment, like, <laughs> yeah. and he's always in the background, like, whoop, whoop. Like there. <laughs> that would be a good thing. I love that he heard about ropes in your episodes with Tommy and said, I need to learn how to fucking do that. You know, I love ropes and I will sing their praises every day. So anybody who wants to get into ropes, I'm all for. I will be their hype man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's go back to the beginning. Let's do that. Growing up in the lifestyle, it made me start thinking about what would happen if the kids found out. For us? It, just for us. I mean, we do have some lifestyle friends that stop over from time to time. The kids have met some of the people that we've played with in the lifestyle. Yeah. Now, while we haven't been playing while they're at the house and they're looking out the window going, hey, why is mom doing this? It's still people that they've met. This is tough because honestly, I wouldn't mind if our kids knew 
I would feel like that's a great way to be honest with them about how sexual relationships can be different levels and how you can introduce that openness to talking about sex, to having those conversations. I would hope that that means that we can raise them in a different way that I was raised, where it's not just a religious right and wrong type of thing. It's Mm -hmm. there's more to it than that. I also like the idea of not having to lie when we're going out and the, the trouble I have is not necessarily the kids knowing. It's actually the vanilla adults in our life that are not our friends, but that are in our lives mm-hmm. that kind of can't keep their mouth shut. You know, the, yep. the gossips, the people who want to be judgmental, the people who won't have a conversation with you, who won't stop to try to understand and who will just judge and spread rumors and then likely make our children's lives difficult and therefore making their upbringing worse because PTA mom Mm -hmm. is talking shit. (laughs) Now suddenly our children aren't allowed to have any friends because all their friends know that they have swinger parents. So no, I honestly, gosh, I actually wish we could tell the kids. I just don't think they're at an age where it's appropriate. It's it's not appropriate to go, hey, guys, sex is okay with other people. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Sex is okay, what? (laughs) Let's start the uh, quality relationship training first. (laughs) And then (laughs) I just, I I don't know how to even, I mean, my daughter's now in school and in college and I still wouldn't even know where to begin in telling her. And what the reaction would be. And if the reaction was negative, how to handle that. There will be a moment in time where if that conversation is meant to happen, it will. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen with my kids is that I think that I've had enough conversations up to now with my daughter. I can just see that the conversation will go to that place at some point in time. Now, would you want this to be a moment where she caught you in a situation and you have to explain it? No. Or you bring it to her first? Oh, I totally want to be able to... Well, and it's not even that I want to, if it were that I was caught in a situation, I want to have the relationship with my daughter that if that were the situation, it wouldn't be a, she runs to her room and I wait a day to try to get my thoughts straight. I want it to be something that we can talk about immediately or that she feels she can come to me and say, Hey, you know, I I guess I saw this and I have some questions and I'm hoping that I'm building that now. Mm And so that when or if that happens, the conversation isn't going to have to be weird or awkward and put us in a place where we feel strange. Right. Now, in a previous relationship, I almost told my daughter about it because my partner was frequently bringing people to the house. And she was very concerned that if either somebody saw people coming in and out of the house or if my daughter happened to come home and she ran into an interaction, that she wanted my daughter not to think that she was cheating on me, but that this was something that we were okay with and did. Yeah. While it never happened, I saw where she was coming from. And I said, eh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yikes. Like, well, I'll, I'll explain that it's okay. <laughs> Didn't like the answer, but we went with it. Yeah. There are so many things you have to take into consideration when it comes to the kids. First, I think you have to know your own kid. You have to know how mature they are, how they understand relationships. You have to kind of gauge where they're at, where their understanding of things are. I will say that I feel my daughter probably would have handled it better back then than she would now Hmm. in her stages of life, is my guess. Why do you feel that way? As she has matured, she has grown different views on life. Mm-hmm. At this point in her life, when we were thinking about telling her, she was bouncing from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend, 
now she's in more of a serious relationship and has different views on life and may not agree with the choices. So speaking of past relationships. Yes. I almost jumped in with a story while Lini was telling her story of getting her nose ring. Oh my caught gosh. on the other girl's piercings. I had pictured in my head just blood pouring down her face and like her nose torn. It was a horror show in my mind. <laughs> like it really was. Oh no! She just kind of pulled it out. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I'm so relieved. <laughs> so back at my previous company, my house was always the place that people would go to have birthday parties, bachelor parties, whatever. That's because my wife was always happy to hire a stripper. Didn't have a problem with that happening in the house. For one of my coworkers' 21st birthdays, we had hired a stripper to come to the house and everybody came over and the strippers were kind of lame. And after they left, one of our lifestyle friends also happened to be a stripper who was there. So she said, can I do some dancing? And by that point, there were enough drinks flowing that we're like, sure, why not? (laughs) So she started doing some dancing, danced on a couple people got naked, laid down on the floor, and my wife decided this is a grand time for me to go down on her in front of a lot of my coworkers and friends, and none of which really knew what was going on in our side of the lifestyle, but <laughs> she did it. And as she was doing it, her tongue ring got caught in the girl's clip piercing. Oh, no. <laughs> so she was kind of uh, 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 <laughs> trying to pull away, but eventually wiggled it loose. But everybody thought it was coincidental that she just happened to get stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, <laughs> reminiscent of the Christmas story when he sticks his tongue on the... Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's all I can think of. <laughs> it was very much like that, actually. <laughs> Except with the vagina instead of a cold pole. <laughs> that first trip to the swing club for them also reminded me of our first trip, where we had a spectacular first moment of you in a puppy pile of eight people all over you, hands, cocks, you name it, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And us kind of chasing that, trying to find an experience like that again for quite some time. And it still hasn't happened. For me, it has. But for you, no, I think for you, there was one experience that we haven't talked about yet that I think was comparable. But (laughs) this is an experience that we talked about way back in, I think it was episode three, maybe. Maybe of season one. The sound quality sucks, but it's worth a listen. It was the first time we went to a club together. and It was good. I yeah. enjoyed it. It might have been episode four. But anyway, if you haven't listened to those early episodes and can handle the bad sound quality, it's worth a listen. If not, eh, we'll say it again someday, maybe. Yes, but that was a fun orgy that we had. And it was our first time at the club together. We went in going, eh, we're not going to play. We're just going to look We're around. Gonna We're going to check out the new club, see, see what this. it's like. Yep. Next thing I know, you're getting naked, making out with people, and oh, look at that. She's getting fucked. All right. I guess we're good. <laughs> so Q mentions how the guys are walking past him and they're saying, your girl sucked out my soul. And, you know, shooting him all these compliments for his girl. And I wanted to know from a male perspective if that is something that puffs up your chest a little bit and be like, yeah, that's my girl. Or is it more of a like, oh, shit, I got to like go control the situation. I will say if somebody walked up to me and said, "Ooh, Nessa just sucked the soul out of me. I would be like, fuck, I missed it. (laughs) And I would be like, I have to hurry up and get there to see what else is happening. But yes, it would be. I mean, that is one of the things that I love about sharing you is how turned on people get enjoying you and enjoying the things that you do to them. Because I mean, I totally got that feeling when Q was saying it. I I could almost hear his pride coming through the, the phone line. Absolutely. They go on to talk about the 
different parties and that how they're always looking for different types of experiences and how Lini likes a big party and Q likes a small party. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was fantastic that they both like very different parties. And I think we have some similarities to them in that there are some parties you really enjoy that. It's not that I don't enjoy them. It's just I could take it or leave it. But you're like, we got to go to this I one. enjoy being at the very large parties because it's an opportunity to see a large group of friends. Yeah. I have no desire to play at the large parties. I don't want to go... Sp- walking lap after lap around the rooms area, trying to find a place. And I am perfectly happy hanging out at the bar, just hugging, kissing, hanging out with everybody that we haven't seen for a little while. It's it's those big parties like Halloween or white parties or black light parties that just bring out the big group of people that you're most likely to see. 10, 20, 30, 40 different people you already know. But it's funny to me because the type of party I like has nothing to do with the number of people. Typically, it's a vibe and it's just hit or miss. You, mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to walk into. A lot of times we'll walk into a party that's supposed to be small or uneventful. We get there and we just hit it off with either another couple we haven't met or even with friends that we haven't seen in a while. And it goes smoothly. It's a great party. It's fantastic. And I look back and I think, gosh, that was the best party. And it was such a small party. And then there's other times where the bigger parties are fantastic because you enjoy. It's just a fun night. You know, yeah. Seeing all of these people and everyone is having a great time. And so for me, I I don't know if I could pick between small or large. I think it's just the vibe in the crowd. We did have a very large Halloween party that we went to that we walked out of thinking, what the heck was that? It wasn't even it didn't feel like a swinger party right it felt there were like a, a ton weird... of new people that had heard the halloween party is the way to go and just everybody was just kind of walking around not knowing what to do and it was like a whole bunch it, 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 it you're right it felt weird and we left pretty quick because yeah. it was just we had enough and and most of the time we very much enjoy the halloween party so right. you know it's kind of like you just never know another thing he brought up was how he likes the idea of setting up the scene And he had taken that from me and how I kind of direct people to do different things and all that. Yeah. And that immediately made me think of a couple of times where I have set up a scene or encouraged people to do things and you've gotten uncomfortable. Yes. Well, I can think of one time in particular. Has this happened multiple times or just the one? There was one time where you were very adamant about it, but there have been other times where you've kind of, I've started to make a suggestion and you've kind of pushed me away. (laughs) Well, so and, and even at my that own time, comfort, not anybody else's. True. <laughs> and the, at the time that I did it, you didn't seem uncomfortable. At least you didn't. Granted, I was part of the situation, so I couldn't see that you were uncomfortable. I'm going to lay out the scene just a little bit, just so we're not being vague. We had a situation here in the apartment where we had multiple couples, right? Two other couples and us, mm-hmm. right? So there were six people. It wasn't so much like an orgy. It was just kind of swapping, right? At it, the start. It was almost like, okay, you guys do this and we'll all watch. Okay, now you guys do this and we'll all watch. And right. then over here, we'll do this and you guys watch. And then over here, we'll do this and you guys watch. Whereas sometimes when you have that type of six person interaction, it's more of like everybody's doing something all at once. But mm-hmm. in this particular situation, we broke off little by little. It, it felt like things. little performance, little yeah, scenes. It felt little like. scenes. Exactly. Nearing the end, I think you felt one of the females didn't necessarily have enough attention on her. So you asked her to lay in the middle of the bed, even though I thought she 
was she had come twice already? Yes. I felt she was kind of done just based on my gut feeling of the situation. No, no one said anything or did anything. And when you asked her to get in the middle of the bed and you have one of the other gentlemen come over and he's touching her and you're touching her, eventually it turns into her going doggy style and the other gentleman is behind her and you are in front of her with your cock in her mouth. And ultimately she tells us she had a great time. You know, and it was her first the, time doing anything like that. Yeah, and, and she, she loved it, and it was great. However, during the whole thing, I just had this sense of, I felt like she was done before you even asked her to lay on the bed. She just had this, I'm finished look to me. Mm-hmm. This is just my own perspective. And when you had asked her, I was like, oh, I think she's just doing this to appease you and not necessarily because she wanted to. Now, she performed well or went about everything and was very happy. Even the next day, they texted us and they they just loved every moment of it. But I think on the way home that night in the car, I'm talking to you and I'm just like, I was really uncomfortable. That made me really uncomfortable. I didn't get the feeling that she wanted to do that. Now. I will say all throughout the night, I got the feeling that she wanted to have an experience with the other gentleman. And because of what her and I were doing all night, she had not had that opportunity to do so. So you were. So I introduced that, that possibility. Yeah. And knowing that she hadn't played with the other gentleman yet, I engaged with her at the same time to help calm that. I didn't pick up on the leading up to Mm -hmm. the bedroom part that you're talking about. I only picked up on the, I just came twice and I am done. Don't touch me. Don't come near me. That was the part that I was feeling like she was hesitant to want to do more, but then ultimately had a great time. So Uh. because of that, I'm a little hesitant to set up scenes anymore because I don't (laughs) want to make you feel uncomfortable in the fact that you think somebody else might become uncomfortable. It's such a tricky thing to do because everybody has that opportunity to say no, right? right? Had she have not really felt comfortable, it would have been on her shoulders to say... She could have said I'm no. Really she done. also stopped, talked to her husband yeah. and said, hey, is are you good with this? this? All right? And yeah. he was good with it. She was good with it. And it proceeded. Yeah. The only person I thought wasn't good with it was you, which was surprising because I didn't even notice that at the time. And I had nothing to <laughs> do with this situation. So they talk about how they kind of started off with a bunch of rules, then quickly change that to better fit their relationship and how they do things, which... Seems to be the norm. It's every, everybody's rules evolve. Yeah. And if you're hard, dead set on your rules, and that's what we're going to do forever and ever and ever, you're going to get bored and burned out of lifestyle pretty quick. But one thing she said, which I thought was worth noting, she talked about how they had all of these rules and then she's breaking them left and right. Not necessarily in a sinister way, but in a way where it just was happening. Just happened. She wasn't, she <laughs> yep. wasn't prepared. And one thing she had said was that somebody asked her for her number and she's like, well, we're not supposed to give numbers so i'm gonna give q's number to you (laughs) and i just thought that was funny but also kind of highlights like you have these rules set you should be prepared for how you're going to go about making those rules fit Mm -hmm. and so in this case they ended up saying those rules didn't work for them but if this were a couple who maybe is going into the lifestyle first and foremost and they have all these rules you may want to discuss you know well what happens we're saying don't give our numbers to anybody but what happens if somebody asks for it what what do we say what do we do what's you know what's our protocol right and you and you have to figure out how you get out of those situations exactly exactly if you want to give them your number but 
the rule is no numbers, then what? This is a scenario outside of what you had initially thought. Maybe this is somebody you really want to get to know. I think a discussion on that would be good when you're starting off. For us, we're not really particular about those smaller no, I, details. I think we're both fine with whatever happens. So one of the new questions that I have added to our list of questions that we ask our guests now is, why do you do the lifestyle? And I had to ask myself this. We saw that Swinger movie, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was a fantastic question. So uh, we're going to incorporate it in our future interviews. But um, (laughs) when we asked Q and Leany, Q's answer I felt was really fantastic because he touched on something that maybe we don't really pick up on in the lifestyle because we are all relatively like-minded or we're just all open-minded enough that we enjoy each other's company and we make friends with people pretty easily. But we kind of skip over the fact that we are making a connection that kind of goes beyond a typical friendship Mm -hmm. because we're having sex with these people, right? Even if it's not a love connection, you know, it's still a friendship with an added benefit connection. And I think he hit the nail on the head on that one with a good reason why you would do the lifestyle. One of my favorite reasons why we do the lifestyle is the people. But I mean, beyond that, actually having a friendship connection with somebody that goes a little bit further than just a typical friendship would go. So the kind of people I feel we need to meet. (laughs) Which we haven't. Which we haven't met enough of. Oh, okay. Enough of. Are the kind of people that will come out and say, hey, let's get this shit started. (laughs) I know we do need more of those people in our well, life. We need, we need more leanies in our life that'll yeah. say, hey, you know what? Are we just going to sit here? We or are we going to fuck? Yeah. But I also love the way that that other couple said, hey, if you're waiting for us to start something, you're going to be waiting all night. And I love that they owned it. And I feel like we should probably own it a little more than we do. We do kind of say I, I kind of want to put a talk. sign behind the couch. <laughs> the that, like says, <laughs> that says, we've welcomed you to the sex apartment. We're happy to play with you but we're not going to make the first move. Whenever you're ready, go for it. (laughs) We've done our part. Now you do yours. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for a hump day quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4-HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. Thank you.